She never hit him. She hardly ever yelled. No one could say she wasn't a good mother. There were many days, indeed most days, when she was kind and fun to be with. But behind her bantering was this coldness, this darkness, this heart of darkness that he couldn't fathom. It had to do with his father. He was sure now of that. But his father had been dead ten years. How long was a person supposed to grieve? Other people lost husbands and got over it. Greg Henning's father walked out on them. His mother bawled three or four months, then washed her face and got on with life. In September, she got married again, and Greg said she was as happy as a teeny bopper. Park's father had been dead ten years, and Randy never even had a date. She was lots better looking than Greg's mother, smarter, too. Greg's mother was cotton candy, pink fluff down to her paper core. There was nothing deep inside to comfort or to scare you. In the laundromat one Saturday last summer, Park saw a man watching his mother's trim little bottom as she leaned over the dryer. The man was grinning in a friendly way, a little fresh maybe, but not so you'd mind it. He was still smiling when Randy straightened up and turned around. The man opened his mouth. He was about to say something, try to get her into a conversation, but one look at Randy's face and he stopped cold and began to fold his underwear as though it were the most important job in the world. She loved Park. He knew that. When he was little, she had read to him. He would crawl up on her bed and sit as close to her as he could, smelling her fresh, perfumed soap smell, touching, when he could, her pale arm, the hair so blonde they were nearly invisible. He loved to blow on them and make her giggle and protest. She was not a giggler as a rule. In her soft voice, which still held a slight trace of her native Texas, she read him nursery rhymes and fairy tales, and hundreds of picture books that they brought home every Saturday from the library. Sometimes the stories were funny, and they would laugh together. Once when she was reading Winnie the Pooh, it was the story about Piglet and the Heffalump. She got hysterical, laughing at what was going to happen next, and couldn't keep reading. Mom! Mom! he had cried, jerking at the sleeve of her bathrobe. What's so funny? And she struggled to tell him what her eye had traveled ahead to, but when she tried to speak, the words came out in little shrieks and squeaks, and he couldn't understand, so there was nothing for him to do but fall out laughing himself. Now that he read well, she didn't read to him anymore. He missed it more than he could say. Between November and February, Park read more than he had and all his life put together. When his mother was asleep or at work, he would steal a book from the living room shelf. He couldn't read Conrad all in one gulp. Between those dense, heavy stories, he zipped through detective novels and took reluctant bites out of weird modern stories that made you feel you ought to tell the characters to grow up and stop whining. It bothered him that his father had read such books. His father had been a warrior, not a whiner. Always he went back to Conrad. Such heaviness on every page. Sometimes he would stop and escape to the book of poetry to its clean, light lines with great white open spaces for breathing. He'd just sit there without reading, just looking at the space as a way of resting from all the darkness. February came. Park had at least sampled every book on those three narrow shelves, he waited until his mother was put on weekends, and then on the first Saturday, after she left for work, he got out the metro map and figured out the best route to the memorial. He would go this time even if she tried to stop him. His vow of servitude was fulfilled. He was ready to take up his quest. He made himself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. There wasn't much choice when Randy worked weekends. He put on his ski jacket and headed for the metro stop. The sun was high and warm, it was a false spring day, 
Only when the wind came up and blew cold on his ears and cheeks did he remember that it was still winter. On Saturdays there were fewer trains, so he stood inside the platform shelter to keep out of the wind and held his face up toward the sun. He shut his eyes against the brightness and felt a tiny flip of excitement inside his chest. Today I'm going to meet my father, it said. He could see him coming toward him, tall and straight in the blue uniform with silver wings above the left pocket. The hat was at a tilt, but the airman took it off and held it in his hand, spreading his arms wide and stooping a little, waiting for Park to come running like a tiny child. That was not true. His father was dead.